Well, I am excited to be with you this morning. I uh, woke up and a little rain passed over and the sun came out and I thought it's going to be a beautiful day. I can't wait to get to church. And then I got here and found out I was supposed to preach. And so I wasn't so excited. Uh, no, I'm just joking. I love to, uh, to be up here and have this opportunity to share. I'll tell you what, while he's standing up here, Mark is so good. You just give him a nugget of what you're going to talk about. And he picks out the perfect songs every time. So um, now I can talk about about you later and you can't say anything. But uh, I know Dean kicked off a series last week about life verses, and I'm so excited to dive into that with you this morning. But I want to mention something before we do that, and actually kind of ties into what I want to talk about. But I love that this is a praying church. One of the things that, that we love about this church is that we pray here, and, and we're not uh, afraid to ask God for things and see how he responds. And two weeks ago, we literally got down on our knees and prayed for the Burgess family, for Stephen Michelle for their daughter and son-in-law, their new grandbaby Aspen, and we also prayed for Marsha Cunningham and, uh, and that family, and th that is a big family here. And I just, I want to give you an update from them and, and talk about how God has answered and moved and, and responds to our prayers sometimes. So this is just one, one message that Mike sent last night, and he said, Marsha has been responding very well so far. She, she had her heart transplant that we were praying about two weeks ago. All her vitals are where they want them. Tell Keith I would love for him to thank the church for all their prayers for Marsha and our family. God is great. Amen. Yes. Mm. God is great. So I want us to start off right now with a, just a prayer of thanksgiving and then we'll get into our lesson. So God, we thank you so much for how you love us, for how you listen to us. It is so humbling to know that you hear our prayers, you hear our words, whether we pray them as a group or whether we pray them individually God you listen and you may not always respond exactly the way we like father but we love the fact and we're so humbled by the fact that you hear us and you do act and you love your people so father we want all glory all honor to go to you we want to be your servants we want to be your your witnesses your ambassadors in this world and we thank you for the the things we can witness that that we can share with others these testimonies we can share about people that are part of our family who are experiencing your mighty power. And it's through your son Jesus we pray. Amen. So I got to say a couple quick things and then I'm going to dive in. I promise I'll get to this. But number one, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Zach Hauser has his green jacket on from when he won the Masters a few years ago. So Zach, I love the jacket this morning. If I didn't say that, I'd be looking at it the whole time. Um, but uh, also, I'm excited to, to uh, hear that David Fleer is going to be with us. I had him for a couple of classes when I was working on my master's in Bible, and he actually gave me some of the best preaching advice that I've ever had, and, and I, it still shapes the way that I preach today, and so I'll, I'll look forward to getting to see him and, and be with him some. That'll, that'll be exciting. So, uh, so I want to tell you about um, this road with a view, if you can see up behind us, and, and I, I got this idea. I was really thinking about what scriptures, what's a life verse, and if you know me, you know that sometimes it's not that I can't follow directions. I just don't always like to follow directions. And so I thought, well, if I'm supposed to have a life verse, I'm going to have two or three life verses. And I thought, well, three might be going a little overboard. So we're going to look at two life verses this morning. And one of them, if, if you'd asked me a month or two ago, it would not have been on my life verse. Like, it wouldn't have been a life verse for me. It's one that I've always kind of just kind of gone over, kind of skimmed through, not, not paid super close attention to. But I was thinking that, that when, when I leave here, and I normally park in the parking lot out behind where, where we, I am right now, uh, and I drive down Hillsborough Road to, to get home, 
But if I were to go Franklin Road to get home, or if I were at the, I've got a little shop over by the factory where I keep some equipment stuff, and if I were to pull out on Franklin Road, I head home, I head north on Franklin Road, and when I get to the intersection at Mack Hatcher and Franklin Road there, big intersection, a lot of you know where I'm talking about, and if you stop at that intersection, you can look off to your left, and there's a big white house up on a hill up there, back in the woods. It's not my house, it's a famous person's house, it's, it's not mine, but you can see this big white house up on that hill, really good looking house. And then as you continue on Franklin Road, that house kind of disappears. Some stuff gets in the way, and you, and you can't see it anymore. And then if you're, if you're following me to my house, we're going to take a left on Southbury's Chapel Road, and as you turn and you go over a little rise on that road, this house comes into view again. And I, it looks like you're just going right to, I mean, you're just going straight to this house, this big white house. And then you go down a little further, and you go through, and there's some trees that kind of form a canopy, much like this picture here, form a canopy over the road and you can no longer see this big white house and then you come around a turn and start to go up a hill and there it is on your right this huge gorgeous white house you cannot miss it right now if you drive by there at night there are Christmas lights around the the property line or the fence line or whatever and it's really pretty um, but but this house just comes in and out of you and I thought you know sometimes when I think about life verses and when I think for me at least for my walk with Jesus sometimes it feels a little bit like that Sometimes I see him and he's right there and we're, we're walking together and we're doing this thing. And then all of a sudden I turn around and I'm going, what, where, Jesus, I, you know, where are you? I, I don't feel you. I don't see you, God. I'm asking. I'm wondering where you are. And, and then you have these moments like these things we prayed for two weeks ago. And you feel, man, I can see God. He's right here. He's so clear. It's plain as day. And, and there are just these seasons. I don't know if anyone else in here is at all like me, but I just have these seasons in my life where he feels so close and other times maybe not quite so much and so I want us to look at Matthew chapter 7 and there's a verse here in the Sermon on the Mount which again if a month ago two months ago this would not have been the verse that I would have gone to but I was really reflecting over the last couple of weeks on my life and things happen that make you kind of take stock you know that make you think about where you are and where you've been and where you might go and and where how God is involved in that process and that journey and I came across this verse and thought, wow, there, there's some powerful stuff there that I've never thought about before. So I want to share this with you. Matthew chapter 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, now I want to stop right there, because that used to be, I'm not, I go, I'm not evil? What do you mean, though you are evil? Am I, am I evil? And I thought, you know, I guess I could text some of my friends and ask them if I'm evil, but I'm sure Dean would say, yes, well, you're evil. So uh, I'll text some other people and not him. But it's just saying we are, we are in a fallen world, right? We are sinful people. It's not that we're evil. We are not perfect like God. And so this is what he says. He says, even though you, you try to give good gifts to your son, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. So I, I want to think about how we read this verse. This first part, ask, I mean, we could just stop, ask, and it will be given to you. Let's just stop right there for a minute and go, man. Is Jesus, is he telling us something? Is this literal? I mean, can I literally ask for anything? What am I supposed to do with this? You know, it's, 
it's Christmas time, and I remember as a, as a child, and now it's happening in my house, these catalogs come right, and you start to look through these, these catalogs with toys and different things, and Nerf guns, and Nintendos, and all the different, you go, I'll take that, and I want that, and I want two of those, and flip the page, I want that, and that, and that, right? And so I, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to talk about this verse, and I think we could probably all agree, Jesus isn't saying here, literally ask for anything, and it will be given to you, but I thought, I probably ought to test this out, right, before I, before I get up and preach about this verse. So I asked God for two things last week. I left last Sunday, this time last week, I was in my truck with some guys driving to Kansas to deer hunt. And, uh, and I go out there and hunt trophy white-tailed deer. I, uh, some of you that I've already talked to this morning understand this, and I appreciate that so much because you'll have the person that says, how did you not get one? They're everywhere. And you say, well, there's, I'm, I'm picky, okay? I'm picky about what I shoot. So, um, so <laughs> all right, there we go. I'm preaching at the right church. Um, so, so I asked God for two things. I thought, you know what, Lord, I really want a trophy buck. Can you please give me a buck? And then, and I literally prayed about that. And I was sincere. I was, I was this is really something I want. And, and the seeking part, I saw it. I was seeking. Um, and, and then I thought, well, while I'm, while I'm asking for things and taking this verse literally, I saw an ad for a brand new truck. And I love my truck. I love, I have a beautiful truck that I love. But I thought, you know, this $82,000 truck that I've seen that probably does, it might even shave on the way to work in the morning while you're driving. I don't know what all it does, but I thought, why not ask for it? And so I don't know if anybody has keys that they want to give me this morning, but I told God, I said, you got till Sunday morning to give me this truck because that's when I got to preach this verse. And the truck didn't come. And unfortunately, the buck, even though I got so, so close, and we, that story I'll tell you another time. We don't have time for that. But, um, but I had a great week in Kansas, but I didn't get either one of the things I prayed for. And so I'm thinking this is not a literal verse. And so then I thought, okay, well, what does, what does Jesus mean? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. And, uh, and I'm going to talk about that knock part a little later on. But um, I, So I, I go to the study Bible that I've got. I've got this study Bible that has basically a commentary in the footnotes. I mean, it has maps it has genealogy it has all the information and I usually really like enjoy what I read in there so I thought all right I'm going to, to Matthew 7 and this is going to set me straight here and I was really disappointed with what I read in the study bible um if I'm just being honest with you now when I went back later I went back yesterday and read it again and and I thought you know okay I, I think I can can get my head around this but it talked about how we ought to ask for things that God would want us to have anyways and I thought well yeah, that is true Right? We should ask, we should seek in humility the things that God wants for us, which I do agree with that, but I'm thinking there's got to be more to this, right? This isn't just like a, I mean, that's such a churchy answer for me. Well, just ask God for the things that you know God wants you to have. Um, and so, so I but, but here's where I really came from when I started thinking about this verse. I, I had a revelation a, co a couple of weeks ago, and this verse just kind of flooded my mind. I was thinking back on my life, I was thinking about where I am now. And I thought back to where I was 10 years ago. And I thought back to where I was 15 years ago. And I thought back to where I was 20 years ago. And I thought at any one of those points, if I had gotten a flash forward to where my life is right now, to what I have in my life right now, I would have been absolutely overwhelmed. I mean, when I read this verse, ask and you shall receive. Ask and it will be given to you. I go, God has given me above and beyond what I ever expected in my life. He has blessed me more than I could have even asked for. I was asking for things. He's given me way more. The problem is that as I ask and receive, right, it's just a natural thing to then just keep asking for a little bit more, right? 
and keep asking for a little bit more and then you get it and you ask for a little bit more and all of a sudden I'm thinking oh, I need I need more instead of looking back and going wow he has given me all of this and I'm not talking about things I'm not talking about stuff I'm just talking about life and so I realized that this verse in some ways to me is literal God is literally giving me the things I was was asking for and it's me that has forgotten that I asked for him it's me that has moved and gone all right well now I need you to give me some more stuff instead of looking over here and saying wow God you have blessed me tremendously I can see it's like I can see the view you know sometimes you're driving and you can't I can't see that house and other times it's right there and I can see the view and so um so I, I thought you know there are probably those in here though who who obviously right now I can see the view I can see it so let's say those of us on this side of the room, we can see it, right? We're looking back and we're going, wow, God has given me everything I've asked for, everything that I sought after, I have found, I have knocked and the door has been opened, right? That's this group right here, okay? And I'm sorry, this side of the room, I just had to pick a side. But this group over here is the side that's going, man, we've asked and we haven't received. We have been seeking and we haven't found it. We have knocked and knocked and knocked until our, you know, sometimes you knock because you know somebody, and your knuckles start to hurt, they get red, and you're just going, I am knocking and the door is not opening. I mean, we, you know, so we got this group over here that is up here, and we're going, man, life is good. And we got this group here that's going, man, I just don't see God right now. I don't know where he is. And so then I, I realized as I was looking at this, I was going, okay, well, how do I preach to both of these groups? Because maybe we're mixed in. Maybe it's not this side and that side, but maybe there's a few folks here and a few folks down here. And I'm going, okay, so we got folks like me right now. They're going, wow, I'm, I just see, I'm counting the blessings. And we've got other folks that are going, wow, I am, I am asking and I'm not getting I am seeking and I'm not finding. I am knocking and the door is not opening. And so I have a story I want to share with you and, and then we'll get to another life verse that kind of, the, the great thing I realized is I don't have to preach to both of these groups. We're going to read a scripture that's going to just hopefully bring us all together. So it's going to, we're going to look at that in just a minute, but I was thinking, I was, so I was on this hunting trip last week. I was in Kansas and I have two quick stories. One of them I'll share at the end, but one of them I'll share now. I was going into the woods one morning to hunt we'd get up early get up before the sun comes up it's pitch black dark and I'm trying to sneak into the woods and the night before I had realized that I needed to move my tree stand just a little bit to get in the right spot I wasn't quite in the right spot so I got down that night I moved my stand over and I took off out of there trying to just be as quiet as possible leave no trace all that kind of thing and so the next morning I head into the woods and I, I walk down this gravel road I cross a creek I get to where my stand was I know from where my stand was exactly where I need to go to, to where my stand is and I start to walk back there, and I'm getting closer where my stand is, and I'm looking around, and all the trees in the dark look the exact same. And so I'm, it should be right here, it should be right here, it should be right here. And I get to a point where I go, I don't remember that brush pile right there. I didn't think I passed a brush pile last night when I was moving that stand. So I go a little bit further, and I, I don't know, there definitely wasn't a ditch. I know there wasn't a ditch last night. And so I start to think, I'm not in the right spot. I'm not where I want to be. So I turn around a little bit and I look around through these dark woods and everything looks the exact same. And there's trees and vines and it did. And, and so I start to walk, I think, well, maybe I need to walk that direction a little bit. So I walk that direction a little bit and everything, now it really looks the exact same, except now there's the, 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 the big creek that I crossed and I'm going, I shouldn't be right next to that. And I got completely turned around. I got, com now I was in a, in a area probably two or three times the size of this room. So I knew in, in relation to where my truck was, in relation to where I, needed to be where I was on the map I knew where I was I just couldn't get to the spot that I wanted to get to 
And I, have we ever had a, a moment in life where we just couldn't get to the spot that we wanted to get to? We just, I mean, God, if you could just open this one door, if you could just help out career-wise, if you could just help me out in this relationship, if you could just help me out with this thing with my family, God, I want to be in this spot, and I just can't get to this spot that I want to be at. And so I was trying to get to this spot, and I couldn't find it. And I, I literally, I don't know if I've done this before, but I just stopped in the dark woods, and I set all my gear down, and I just prayed, and I said, God, I need you to show me the way because I cannot get to the spot I need to get to. And I just leaned up against this tree, and I had just this moment talking to God, saying, God, please, Holy Spirit, please come show me where to go. And I, you know, I don't hear, so, so an angel came along and took me to my spot, and I got in my tree stand, and had a, no, no, that didn't happen, right? So, so I don't have these moments where, I, like, voices tell me what to do, or I, have, I don't have an angel. Maybe some of you have, have those, those experiences. I don't usually get those, but sometimes I, I just, I don't, I don't know what to call it other than, like, a Holy Spirit nudge. You know, where you just kind of have, I just have the kind of this feeling that I just think, man, okay, that's from God. And in that particular morning in the dark woods up against this tree where everything looked the exact same, that, that nudge said, just wait a minute, just wait a minute. And I look up through the trees and I can see that the sun is starting to come up. And I selfishly wanted to be in my spot before the sun came up, but I realized I was being told that I needed to wait for the sun to light the way. And I thought, what a metaphor for not just for deer hunting, but what a metaphor for my life that I need the sun, that we need the sun, we need the way, the truth, and the life to light our way. Sometimes if I try to do it on my own, I'm wandering around in the dark, and sometimes I need to stop and pray, and I need to say, God, I need your sun to show me the way. And so I want us to look at this next verse. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and this, this to me is, is a life verse. It's been a life verse for a long time. It's one that I have to go back to, and so I'm going to read it, and I'm actually going to read a little bit different version because I like it, but what I want you to do, if you pay attention to the screen, the very first word says, therefore, and so what you have to do when you see that word, therefore, is you've got to go back and see what was said before that because Paul's saying, hey, based on what I've just told you, here's what we do next. And so your challenge this afternoon is to go back and read some of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, if you go all the way back to verse 1, chapter 4, verse 1 starts with the word, therefore. And so you're going to have to go back to chapter 3. But if you want to start in verse 7 and not go back so far, you know, you keep, you'll be back in Genesis. You know. um, but uh, but that would be a good place to start too, right? So, so therefore, so, so here's what the ESV says. This is the, I usually camp out in the NIV version, but I'm going to read a little bit from the ESV. It says this. So, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. I want to read that last sentence out of the NIV. It's easier for me to understand. It says, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Does that put things in perspective, no matter what your current view is? Whether you can see that house or whether there's stuff in the way, whether you feel like Jesus is right there opening the door, or whether you're saying, I am knocking on this door and it just will not open. But what is seen 
is temporary. Things are just things. I can't take anything with me. And so it's taken me a long time to realize in my life that what God sometimes gives me are moments. What God gives me are relationships. What God gives me is people, family. That's what matters. And so it ultimately doesn't matter, and I was reminded of this not long ago. I was actually reminded, unexpected, unexpected loss in our life with my family. Um, my, My wife's grandmother passed away. She was 81, but she was healthy, and we lost her. And so dealing with her things that she left behind, and I realized it doesn't matter what you have. I have to be reminded of that. I learned that lesson a long time ago, but I have to be reminded of that over and over. It doesn't matter what things you have. It's all about the moments. That's the life lesson for me to take away. And again, it's taken me a long time to realize God's blessing, that he's giving, that he's opening the door, and it's in those special moments. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with three real quick stories. In just a minute, Mark, I'll give you the cue to come up. But um, I, I was just thinking about these moments, these blessings when God gives, when I find, when the door opens. And so I remember a couple of years ago, one night, uh, I was coaching Katie's soccer team. She was four or five years old, and we were doing girls' soccer, and somehow I ended up coaching, and these, I'm trying to get them to kick the ball certain ways, and I don't know very much about soccer. And so I know you want it in the net, right? So we're trying to get the ball in the net. And so we, we had a Friday night practice with four- and five-year-olds, and, and we just got, you know, I, was just, I just got to survive. I got through the work week now. I got to survive practice. And we got through, and we're going to eat. And I'll never forget this. this I mean, it's just vivid, just ingrained in my mind like it was last night. We're driving to McAllister's to pick up dinner so we can get home and get to bed. I'm just thinking, get, get her fed and get her to bed, right? Like, that's just that's what we got to get through here. That's, and so, um, so this song comes on the radio, Reckless Love. And, uh, and she may not admit it, but that was her, her favorite song at the time. It has been for a while. And so I turned that song up just enough for, uh, for her to hear it. And she just starts to belt out that song in the back seat, just singing your never-ending love. And I'm just, oh, it was just a moment that I needed. I had that, you know, that, that feeling from God just saying, you know, Will, I just wanted you to have this moment. Just here's a moment for you. Here, here's a gift you've asked. And it wasn't something that I specifically asked for, but I'm going, man, I am receiving. I have asked, didn't even know I was asking. That's one of those things abundantly beyond what I even knew I could have. So then this, this past July... We are, uh, we're at the beach. We got to get away for a week, go to the beach, and, and Lacey's mom got to go with us. So the five of us go down in there to the beach, and Mac and I got to sneak away one day and go fishing out on this little, little 18, 19-foot boat uh, with this, this captain. He's, he just does charter fishing. Takes us out on the ocean for a little bit. We're in the bay fishing, and we're catching little fish. We got dolphins swimming around. I mean, it was, it, we don't have any huge pictures of great fish that we caught. We caught some, but, uh, but we were headed back in after we were done. And, and I just, again, got that feeling just, man, this was just a moment God wanted me to have with my son. What a special time for us just to get to be out on the water together, just to catch some fish, just to do some, some guy stuff. And, uh, man, it's just one of those experiences I got to have. So one last story I'll share, Mark. Y'all can come on up while I kind of wrap up here, and then we'll sing together. But uh, last week, I had one of these moments. I'm in Kansas. I'm in those same woods I was telling you about earlier where, where I kind of got turned around. This time it was, it was the end of the day. It wasn't the beginning of the day. And again, it was dark. And, uh, and I was coming out of the woods and I crossed this creek and I walked down this dirt path through the woods down a tree line. 
to the gate where the gravel road is where my buddies are coming to pick me up because they were over hunting on another spot. And they send me a message. They say, Will, we're running a little behind, but we'll get there as soon as we can. And I look up at the sky and I say, guys, take your time. There's no hurry because the sky, as far as I can see in front of me, behind me, around, is just full of stars, the moon. I can see, I mean, I can see galaxy. I, it's just, it was just, I can't describe to you what I saw. And it was God just opening that door. I don't think I even knocked. And he just opened that door wide open for me to have a moment with him where he's saying, I'm right here with you. Don't we have those moments? Have those moments where he says, I'm right here with you. So my challenge, I want to leave you with this and we'll sing together. But I want you to ask. I want you to seek. And I want you to knock on that door and ask God to open it. And remember doing those things that it is about the things that we can't see. Because that's what's eternal. So let's stand.